Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Our scripture today is Matthew 6, 24 to 34. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that ye have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There are two things most people worry about, money and what's going to happen in the future. People are constantly worried about money, how to make it, how to save it, and how to spend it. And people are constantly worried about the future. What is going to happen to our world? How are we going to live under a tyrannical government? What will the Christian church do if the leaders of the New World Order are successful in their global reset? What Jesus is doing in Matthew 6, 24 to 34 is putting forth a lasting life principle. You cannot serve two masters. We must make a choice and keep on making that choice day after day and month after month. Which master will you choose? God or money? Faith or worry? Verse 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. What does Jesus mean in these verses? 
Being a follower of Jesus Christ is a total life commitment. We come from God at birth. We belong to God in life, and we go to God at death. St. Paul repeatedly refers to himself as a bond slave of Jesus Christ. This is our fundamental identity as children of God. We are resurrection children, owned by our sovereign master, Jesus Christ the Lord. Therefore, our God is the power in which we trust. If we trust in money and possessions, then our God is money and possessions. If we trust in the media and the government, then our God is the media and the government. If we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and his holy word, then the Lord Jesus Christ is our God. Jonathan Wesley, the devout pastor and theologian, said that the last part of a person to get converted is his wallet. Sometimes we joke about money and say, I'll be able to afford that when I win the lottery. But actually, the issue with money is not what would I do with a couple million dollars that I win in the lottery. It's what I am currently doing with the hundred dollars I have. Am I a good steward of what God has already entrusted to me right now? The trouble with money is that it becomes a powerful idol which breaks the heart of its worshipers. Money easily becomes a false god, an idol. To understand what is behind the planned pandemic virus that is holding the world in fear, simply follow the money. Who is making money off of billions of vaccines? Billionaire investors in the pharmaceutical companies manufacturing the vaccine who are becoming multi-billionaires. It is for this very reason, dear friends, that God says in 1 Timothy 6, 9, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many a pang. But you, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness. Jesus said in Luke 16.10 that he that is faithful in little will be faithful in much, and he who is unjust in what is little will be unjust in much. Are you faithful with the resources, the money, the possessions, the gifts God has entrusted to you? In the second part of our passage in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about worry and anxiety over the future. He says in verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, Be not anxious for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than food, and the body more than raiment? To be anxious about food and clothing is to live as though there is no God to supply our daily needs. Since God has given us life, surely he will provide the means to sustain our life. Our bodies need to be clothed and they require daily food. 
God knows this and will give us both if we will trust him. The truth is that God daily sustains our life. He gives us our breath, our heartbeat, our daily food. Then what is the use of worrying about money or food or clothing or about a man-made virus? Jesus says, look around you and see God's loving care. He points to the birds and the flowers. The birds search for their food each day free of anxiety because their Heavenly Father cares for them and feeds them. Think of the infinite love and kindness of God. He cares for every sparrow that flies. He watches over his birds and feeds them. Not one of them falls to the ground, but the Heavenly Father knows. Or consider the flowers of the field. Flowers have an elegant beauty all their own which cannot be imitated. The other day I was out walking and came across a beautiful little yellow flower. It had opened its blossom just on the side of the trail. I simply gazed upon it with wonder that God could make such a precious, elegant, living thing. There is something so wonderfully lovely about fresh flowers, waving gently in the morning breeze, the sunlight caressing each petal. If God, the master designer, can make such exquisitely beautiful flowers which are alive today and gone tomorrow, will he not take care of his children made in his own image? It is the unbelieving pagans who worry about things like money, possessions, health care, or a man-made virus. Those who don't believe in God are filled with anxiety over these things because they have no Heavenly Father to care for them. But not so for the Christian. Our Father loves us. He cares deeply about us, and He will provide for what we need. Verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Our focus must be on the kingdom of God, on the privilege of living in that kingdom, and all the good that comes to us as children of the king. Now, it is possible to give lip service to seeking and living in God's kingdom while we actually are living in the world according to its fallen system. Theologian and pastor Matthew Steenberg writes, While the Christian may often acknowledge the kingdom, may even speak of its attainment and its nature, how rarely today does an orientation of all life and living around and towards this kingdom actually manifest itself, even among those who are baptized. Rather, the kingdom of God is often taken as a kind of backdrop by which one can give a Christian flavor to the present. I shall do such and such now because such and such is loving, and the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. But our Lord Jesus Christ does not say, when you consider this life, remember the kingdom and so let it inform what you seek. Rather, the Lord says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom is the life of blessedness towards which all redeemed creation is moving. 
Christ's call is not for man occasionally to remember the kingdom toward which he strives and to have that remembrance give some shape to his day-to-day life in this world. His call is for man to be wholly shaped and formed by the seeking of the kingdom. The object of the Christian's vision is at every moment to be the kingdom of God. The focus of every deliberation, of every act, of every thought and movement of the heart is to be God's righteousness which shows forth the kingdom. We must seek to live our Christian lives after the manner of the first century Christians who were distinguished from other men by their wonderful and confessedly striking manner of life. They dwelt in their own countries but simply as sojourners. They lived in the flesh, but not according to the flesh. They passed their days on earth, but lived as citizens of heaven. This is the otherworldly life of the kingdom that manifests itself in authentic Christian living. Now the Lord Jesus continues in verse 34, where he says, Take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Yesterday is already gone. Tomorrow has not yet come. We have only this present moment to live by faith. We must trust God. We must look to Him and follow Him. Listening friend, are you following your faith? Or are you following your fears? When we look around us at the chaos in the world, we have a choice. Will we put our trust in God or in money? Will we put our confidence in God or in the government? Will we believe evil media pundits? Or will we believe the living God and His eternal word? Jesus says, do not worry. Give no anxious care about tomorrow, for God cares for you. You are listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson, bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true, heralding the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may experience life in Him. Let's continue our lesson.
Right now, the whole world is in the grip of a mass psychosis. This is causing a lot of anxiety and worry for many people. Suicide has increased dramatically in the past year. People are being fired from their jobs for choosing not to take the vaccine. We must think wisely about this problem. Any therapeutic treatment, any medical intervention must pass three standards. It must pass the test of, is it necessary? Is it safe? And does it work? The so-called vaccine is not a vaccine, it is a gene therapy. The real pandemic is the global fear and isolation that leaders of the global reset have released upon the world. There are, as I mentioned, thousands of doctors speaking out against the pandemic and the vaccine. They have put their medical reputation and their practice on the line to help save humanity. Dr. Zelenko, a godly man and devout Jew, as well as an outstanding physician, has treated thousands of patients who have survived the man-made virus through over-the-counter health-saving protocols. He says that the world is on the verge of the genocide of the human race. Dr. Zelenko observes that society is quickly separating into two groups, those who love God and those who do not those who trust the government and those who do not, those who have faith and those who have no faith. He, along with hundreds of other Christian physicians, says that we are in a war against God and a war against humanity. God is testing every person in the human race. Are you going to follow the advice of evil global leaders or are you going to follow the advice of God and his commandments? He contends that anxiety lives in the space where God is absent. God is always with us and he is vivifying us every moment we live. Therefore, we must trust in him. We must believe in him. We must not be anxious but have faith. This teaching of our Lord Jesus brings all of us to a crossroads. We must choose. There are two ways in life, the way of trusting in this world system, of trusting in money or the government or false media news or in a chemical agent disguised as a vaccine, or the way of trusting God's eternal kingdom, God's word, God's truth, by trusting in the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Dear friends, are you worried and anxious about money? Are you worried about things? Are you worried about the future? Then listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can be free from anxiety over money and worry about the future if we live in conscious dependence upon God. It is possible to live without anxiety and worry if our thoughts and hearts are set on Jesus and his provision. It is a daily battle. You must notice thoughts of anxiety and worry as they come towards you and replace them with thoughts about the Lord Jesus and his kingdom. Isaiah 26.3 says, 
Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. This is why we worship Sunday after Sunday, because God knows that the habit of worship rightly orders our lives before him. We get disordered and contaminated by the world around us. Worship reorders us and purifies us. It sets our minds on the kingdom of God and refocuses our eyes upon Jesus. When we attend to the preaching of the word of God, we are refocusing on the kingdom. We are learning how to follow the commandments and live as God has directed. When we kneel to receive the body and blood of our crucified Savior, we are refocusing on the kingdom. We are receiving spiritual food to help us grow strong in Christ. Now, let's bring this right down to a practical level. What can you do every day to stay strong in the Lord and walk in His ways? I want to give you five things, five very simple things that you can do every day to work out your faith moment by moment. I want you to look at your hand. Go ahead and put your hand out in front of you. You have five fingers. Here are the five ways to seek and follow God. Number one, the thumb. Stay calm. Keep your inner peace and tranquility. Let nothing disturb you. Number two, your index finger. Be courageous. Be a person of courage. Read the stories of the great men and women of faith in the Bible. Look at Noah and Abraham and David and Elijah and Daniel. Read the lives of Sarah and Rahab. Be encouraged by their example of strong faith and trust in God. The middle finger. Trust in the Lord. Put your faith in God. Keep turning your heart and mind over to God throughout the day and tell him that you will trust him. Four, the ring finger. Grow in your faith. Read your Bible every day. Study the Bible. Get yourself into a Bible study group with a godly teacher and learn the truths of the Bible so that you can live by them. Number five, the pinky, the small finger. Share the gospel. The whole world is full of troubled, anxious people floundering around in darkness. This is our opportunity to share the good news of the gospel so that many may come into the light of Christ, believe, and receive salvation. These are the five ways. Remember them. The thumb. Be calm. Stay tranquil. The index finger. Be courageous. The middle finger, trust in God. The ring finger, grow in your faith. And the pinky, share the good news of the gospel. George Herbert, the godly English poet and pastor, rose every morning, looked at Jesus upon the cross, and said, Thou art my loveliness, my life, my light, beauty alone to me. He learned the secret of seeking first the kingdom of God by fixing his eyes on Jesus. 
Will you do the same today? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that we can be free of anxiety about money and possessions. We thank Thee that we can be free from anxiety about the future as we live in conscious dependence upon Thee. Oh Lord, help us to do this. Help us live in the good of Thy kingdom, seeking Thee first and keeping our eyes fixed upon Jesus. Amen. For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. You've been listening to the program Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with Godet Ministries. You may reach us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G A U D E T E ministries.org. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not faint.